Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie. Alrighty, oh, oh, oh. Welcome to the very special edition of the Matter of Faction podcast, wrapping up 2019 and the year that was. What an incredibly huge year for heavy music it was and where it's been so great to be week in, week out amongst it and, mm. and, and discussing the like what's been happening as it's happening. I mean, that's... That's been the most interesting thing for me. Like we live it each week. We're, yeah. You know, we've get we're getting the press releases in our inboxes. We're sending out press releases as well. Finding out you what know, you want us to talk about, the bands that you're discovering, and it's just it's it's hard to keep up at times. But I feel like this year was massive. Last year was big. This year is just yeah huge in comparison to like what we've seen in the past, and it's only seeming to just get busier and more hectic and more yeah. fun. Like yeah. discovering bands and 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 albums and like living with those albums for the year mm. is, is something different to what I've never done before in the past, Pricey. Like, totally. And it's been so interesting to see what's stuck. And, yeah, and, that's you know, right. And what what has lived up to the hype and yeah. what has not maybe met it as well, which has been interesting. And big surprises, you know, like in a second we're going to go through drops and, some yeah. of like the, the biggest albums of the year, the ones that, you know resonated with us the most and the mm. ones that we are still at this point in time listening to so you mm. know we'll go through what we've found out and like you reflect with us and you know let us know what you were listening to and what you thought was the best definitely get in touch pricey obviously through the faction is where everyone can get in touch with you on social media and brownie over at wall of sound yeah so. correct absolutely do that but uh before we move on, um, we need to welcome her in here and uh, find out from you. Ebony's story, you've been hanging out in the newsroom all year, taking a look at some of the snippets of what's happening and making news. Like, Let's go through with you. What was your favourite releases from 2019? Yeah, oh my gosh, there were so many great releases this year. But I reckon my top five albums would have to be Sleep Talks, Everything in Colour, Wind Waker with My Empire, Thorn Hills, The Dark Pool, Dream States, Primrose Path, and Wage War with Pressure. Sleep Talk are my definite number one. These guys are going to be huge. And it was just a brilliant debut album. I I wouldn't change a thing. And in terms of songs I've really been loving, I only really got into Boston Manor this year. I don't know why it took me so long. But they teamed up with John Floriani and released a song called Liquid that I've just had on repeat for months. You know, I've been loving um, Golden by Young Lions as well. And then I can't go past Polaris's new tune, Masochist. That's a winner for sure. And my top gig would have to be Slowly Slowly at the Trifford. I just love that band. I think they're incredible. And I'm so looking forward to seeing what's going to happen in 2020. There. Just, it's hard it. to sort of, you know, this is what, what makes it so great. Like, everyone has a different taste in music. Yeah. And there's a couple of uh, songs that Ebony mentioned that I, you know, I liked. And then sort of, you know, they went Moved out of on. my peripherals, that yep. kind of thing. Like, But Ebony this year alone has told me a lot about Sleep Talk. And so, like, yeah, I sleep. think that's another band that sort of you kick your year off in style by checking out a band that someone talks about. And, like, yeah. seeing them pop up and, and release songs and things like that this year. Like, I'm keen to see what they can do next year and, yep. and what they bring to the table. So, yeah. Thanks, Ebony, for showing us your favorites from the year. Love it. Pricey. Oh, hi. This is where we sort of get in a situation of, like how close we are in style but i feel like yep. be, i feel like we're, we're very similar with how we look how we dress how we behave mm. and things like that but when it comes to musical taste you're on one end of the spectrum and i I'm feel like, like there's an the intersection other. somewhere in the middle where where our our interests definitely line up yeah and i feel like that's metalcore yeah definitely i feel yeah. like metalcore is where, yeah. we, where we meet 
See, look, I've I've had I found myself in this situation this year, like um not to get all deep and meaningful for a second, but I'm oh, going to go. like, I've had a, I had a pretty rough start to the year. Yep. Right. I came out of a pretty bad breakup and, and like my whole life got turned upside down. Very cliche. I know. But once I got happier again and mm-hmm. it happened, like after I got out, out of that toxic relationship, I found myself listening to a lot more upbeat, happier kind of music. Summer anthems. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> as we said in the last episode. Yeah. And like, it's a weird thing. I feel like, Music can change your mood. So if yeah. you're like sad or angry or whatever, you can have an angry you. song and it can make you sort of level you out. But like if you're in a happy mood, you're going to find yourself resonating with more happier, upbeat yep. kind of music. And that's you interesting. You not happy? Well, <laughs> not all the time. Like, you know, there's a good percentage of, you no know, yeah, the of year where you're you're frothing, yep. like standing next to the speaker watching Wither at Big Sound. You were really <laughs> in your element then. And yep. you were sober as well too. But like for yourself, if you can go for mm. the, the top three albums that come to mind, yep. any particular order from the year, what were the albums that resonated with you? Look, I mean, obviously as well, like I, the 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 records that obviously I get the most exposure to are often the ones that I'm working. So yeah, like, I should probably you know put a couple of disclaimers on them uh, that you know a couple of the ones that really stuck with me this year have been ones that I've worked. So stuff like I prevails trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Sleep token, yeah. sundowning like that. They're ones that I worked and they stick with me obviously. Cause well, I, you had to listen to I, them, I for work, to them so, to yeah. a, a ton of times before, like I've even done the press release or, you know, all that sort of stuff. So I'm lucky in that regard that I get exposed to them before they're even out. Yeah. Um, or even, you know, or even media have them, you know, so that's really nice. But, uh, you know, the, you know, a couple of records this year that that were not mine. Obviously, Northlane's Alien yep. was a big one for me, and it just it really hit hard. And all the singles hit hard, and then to be exposed to the rest of the record as well was, you know, you really understood the emotional weight of that record. Yeah, it wasn't just listening to an album of songs; it was listening yeah, to a story, story. And, and you rode along that journey with Marcus and the boys. Yeah, yeah. and the other one for me was Issues. Uh, Beautiful Oblivion. Yeah, see? It's not one that stuck with you, I don't think. Yeah, there's a lot of people who, who said that, you know, the band had changed up because obviously they lost one of their yeah. singers, right? So yeah. I gave it a crack and I don't know what it is. And like, I, I tried to listen to it for a week, like mm. forcing myself, having it playing in the background, lying in bed, listening to it, that kind of thing. It just, it didn't didn't resonate. So it I, didn't make my, my top 20 list. So here's the thing, man. Like, I, I'm a drummer. So... Usually it's not lyrics or melody lines that hit me. Usually it's like really aggressive drums and Drum riffs beats and, and stuff yeah. like that. Like stuff that I that really rhythmically hit me hard, you know. Whereas this album, it was totally Tyler Carter's vocals and melodies yeah, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. That's just like... It's just got such groove like and it's funk like, to it. Kind yeah, it's of almost R and B style, man. That's like, what it, I found with it. Yeah, it's so fucking cool. And like it just it's so easy to listen to and and it's so groovy and uh but still in in moments just so heavy and progressive, yep, so dope. just all right, well, I think I still I've mentioned this in an episode like really, really early on, I think I'm too dumb for prog, so like you know, <laughs> I really need to smarten up to sort of appreciate it more for I what think it bands is like that, like bands like that and Voyager and stuff like yeah, that see there's there's stuff there that I think is like accessible enough that isn't just like for just like the prog purebreds, yeah, you know? I got like, you I, yeah, and that's not to say they're not prog, yep. But 
I think that like they cross over enough that they're accessible, and I, I right. really like that. All right, so your top five again. What were the albums? So albums: Sleep Token, Sundowning, North Lane, Alien, I Prevailed, Trauma, Bring Me the Horizon, Amor, Amor, Amo, Amo. Which is it? You you said you knew what it was. Amor. Yeah, it's Amor. That's what right, I heard. Yeah. It's Amor. Yeah, it's Amor. Yeah. And uh, issues. <laughs> And uh, Issues, Beautiful Oblivion, they're my top five. All right, so my top five from the year, there's a couple in there that you've mentioned that I obviously yep. have to give. Album of the Year, I've spruiked this once, I'll spruik it again, North Lane Alien. Yep. They deserve that, well done, 10 out of 10. Perfect album, cannot falter in any way. Uh, Blink-182 is nine, and yep. I never in my life... Thought you'd say that? Yeah, yeah. but this album, as I mentioned before about the whole being in a happier mood, that yep. kind of thing, they were releasing oh, songs that made me feel... They got you at the right time. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like, if I was in a bad mood, things might have been a bit different, and I might have been a bit more critical for them, but, yeah. like, over t- Dark Side, the single, yep. Overtime, got to me. Blame yep. It On My Youth got to me. Generational Divide was great, but... You the- excuse that film clip? We yep. don't talk about that. It never happened, all right? Go back to the lyric video. But then when the album came out and they did different things on it, yeah. like my, I, on the podcast, I mentioned my favourite song was Black Rain. Yeah, like, cracking so different. song. I played that and added it to the rotation on the Faction yeah. the week after because I, I just, you were right. You yep. were absolutely right. It's a fantastic song. But... That's not my favourite song from the album anymore. Over time, like the more you listen to it, the more you relate to and and find your songs you love. Yep. No Heart to Speak Of is Mm -hmm. a song that I jumped on board because of the fact it sounds like a sequel to Stay Together for the Kids. Cool. Same kind of riff, same kind of song. you only know that if you've been with them. That's it, exactly. And it wasn't until someone mentioned it and I sat there and I was like, there it is, right then and there. It could have served as a sequel to that song. So like the thing that I loved about Blink and like all my Blink crew and family and all of that, like all came together and we all had a different thing we loved about the album. And I think the thing that we all agreed upon was they actually actually made use of Matt Skiba. They didn't just treat yeah. him like a secondary and backup he found, singer. And he found his role yeah, in exactly. the band as well. Like, is he as That's good as Tom Long? No. But like, uh, he did a pretty bang-up job on this album to Sick. prove his worth. And, and, you know, I'm stoked to see what these guys do next. Like, that made me a fan again. Uh, Bring Me The Horizons, obviously, in there as well, too. The same situation. Like, I, I listened to the album... Didn't like it at first, but the more I listened to it, the more I started appreciating it. And, yep. you know, this is something we've sprued this year. Listen to albums for more than a day or so. Like, sit with them for a week, mm. listen to the songs, take them all in. I hated Nihilus Blues. I'm not afraid to admit that. Yep. It became one of my favourite songs the more I listened to it because Sick. of just the fact that it made me feel. It mm. made me feel things I hadn't felt before. And Ollie Sykes, I'll go on record and say this, is one of the greatest songwriters of our generation. So... Well done to the boys with that. Honorable mention to Ludens. Yeah, definitely. Definitely needs a mention. If that was on the album, it would have been great, but a standalone single itself. Uh, the Damn Things, High Crimes. I'm so stoked they made a comeback. They reached at number four. But number five for me, I'm proud to admit this, and I'm proud to say I'm a massive fan of this band, and I really cannot wait to see them get back to Australia. Dream State. Oh, Absolutely yeah, loved Primrose Path. Cracker. Just, yeah. there's, there's about four or five songs in a row yeah. on that album. I think it's... Primrose even, itself. Yeah. Um, Beautiful. Great just song. 20 Letters was, was a song that I sat down with and listened on repeat over and over and over again. CJ Gilpin's voice is just so incredible. This band sound so far advanced uh, for a band who just released a debut album. Yeah. Like it, it's insane 
where they've come from. Yep. Like the, the first couple of releases I had, the EP was okay. Wasn't yep. it wasn't enough to sort of grasp me as a fan. This album has made me go, I want them in Australia and I want to go to multiple shows. I think Sick. they are one of the next big things and you know, I take my hat off to UNFD for discovering them. Yep. I thought it was a bit bit of a gamble, but no, I see exactly what they Why see in this they band. Did that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they're my top five and if you haven't listened to any of those like please do i guarantee yep. you will enjoy that especially dream state very nice uh what what about individual songs i mean you've you've touched on a couple there but i mean like is there you know obviously like they are your favorite songs of some of those records yep did they make your top uh, a songs few, list as a well. A few of them did, yeah. So obviously, no hard to speak of landed at number two in my top songs of the year. Yeah. Uh, Dream State's Twenty Letters came in at number nine for me. So do you just want to go from like ten to, ten to one? We'll go a do countdown. It. All right. Number ten for me, Mark Morton. Oh, with wow. Chester Bennington, yeah. all the way at the start of the year, cross off. All the feels. Yeah, the minute I heard that song, I, th- I thought it was something special and it needed to be spoken about. And still, a lot of people have forgotten because so much time has passed. Past, yeah. Definitely still a song that stuck with me from that point in time when it Sick. got released. Uh, so number nine, Dream State. Number eight, Bellhaven, Forget Me. Oh, that one yes. stuck in my head. Yes. It's, I wake up some mornings getting into the car and it's like it's there it's, it's in it's, my head it's yeah. a massive earworm david de la vocals in that is yeah. just insane so like yeah that stuck with me well done sure. to the boys for yeah. that i really want to see what they do next uh number seven i've got the beautiful monuments reaper a beautiful song touching tribute and just yeah. something that you can relate if you've ever lost someone in in your life in your life so yeah give that a spin check it out uh the amity affliction all my friends are dead yep um complete Surprise! No one like, expected them to go that heavy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So a great return to form for those guys. Now, this is going to be a bit of a, a left field one because Ooh. when this first or these songs from this EP first started coming out, I wrote it off completely. Okay. And then I went through a, a situation of, of, of meeting someone in the middle of the year. Yeah. And then this EP got passed on to me from Janine Morcott. So i got to give her a shout out. She said, check this out. I gave it a spin and I fell in love. Paris? Yeah, Death of Death Me. Death of Me. Tune! I cannot reiterate yeah. how many times I've listened yeah. to this song. Tune. I It was just stuck in my head. And Tune I, for days. Yeah, yeah. I was going through a whole bunch of stuff. And wow. this That EP, definitely worth a, a check yeah, out. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Details Matter at number four from North Lane. Polaris' Masochist at number yep. three. Uh, Blink-182, No Heart to Speak Of, and the number one song of 2019, Killswitch Engage and Howard Jones, The Signal Fire. I said it back in the day, nothing has swayed my way. That is the best song of the year. Wow, okay. All right, well, my my number 10 was uh, Newcastle's Eat Your Heart Out with Carousel. Yes. Um, Even though it wasn't the one that got added to Triple J, I I still think Carousel's the best track on that record. Release, yep. Yep, yep. Uh, tool with fear inoculum just <laughs> just for the pure hype and yeah the, and like you know everyone waiting up till 11 p.m at night for the premiere i remember that and, yeah and wow just like the you know like just the sheer like um mania yeah everyone it. everyone wanted this yeah, everyone yeah. wanted to hear it when you heard it 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 was what you were expecting. I remember you hyping this up yeah, like yeah. for so much, and then you heard it, and you really it, it was you really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. It was, I mean, it was the most Tool song that Tool could have released. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, 
Polaris, I also had Masochist in there as well. It's a late entry in the year, but yeah. it, like, gee whiz, man. Like, what a hook. Yep, great. Like, And if this is a taste of what's to come, yep. oh, we're, we're in for a treat. And then another song from the same week was Ludens by Bring Me The Horizon. Yeah, yep, like, sick. That, like, man, when that breakdown hits, I just can't help it. Like, it's just such a groove. Yeah. I really oh, want to see... Give me a break. Like... Damn. I really want to see it live. And they've, they've performed it live when they were in Japan, you know, last month. And wow. so, yeah, like, good. Like, let's see them back in Australia playing that place. So good. Sleep Tokens, The Offering. It was one of the first tracks that got released back in May or June or something. Oh, a while back. Okay, From, yeah. Yeah, because they've been waterfalling these tracks since yep. then. Um, you know, it only came out two weeks ago. Um, issues, Drink About It. Oh, re- yep. Yeah, okay, yep, yep, yep. Yep. All right. No All judgment. Right. Like, yep. Fine. <laughs> Don Broco with half man, half god. See, it's interesting that you went down that angle and not action. Like Don Broco, great. Like they really. Yeah, I like that song as well. But this—that's the one that got me this yeah, year. Yeah. Okay. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dance Gavin Dance with Headhunter. Yep. Um, man, there's just something about that band. Uh, I just, I just love them so much. You froth them. Yeah, I really do. I prevail with bow down. Like, yeah, just, look, yep. There's just nothing that hit as hard for me this year than that song. And a well-deserved Grammy nomination for those yeah. guys for that song too, yeah. But my boys in Wind Waker with My Empire. Oh, yeah. They've yep. taken out my number one spot this wow, year. Wow, yeah, cool. And it's like, just the biggest tune. So you're man. normally the middle guy, but it's great to see that sort of like... Yeah. Like the influence that these bands and this music had on you throughout the year. Mm. So, you know, I'm yep. normally the pop punk guy and I yep. found myself resonating with more deathcore well, albums this year, actually. Like ooh. two of them made my top 10, yeah, my top yeah. 20. So like this Love is, we're, we're sort of getting to a point where we're appreciating music, which is awesome. <laughs> more so than what we have. Yeah, good, good. More genres like, than what we have. Shouldn't we already be doing I know, that? right? Yeah, like yeah. we get paid to do it, apparently. <laughs> Uh, gig wise, okay. If you could pinpoint your favorite gig from the year, I know it's hard because we've been to so many. Yeah. But like, you know, what's the standout that you still think about now and go? Yeah, have, that was a cool show. I kind of have three moments this year. Yeah, cool. One was Carnival at Unify. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that they, was good. They were just like head and shoulders. Yeah. On like, like I loved my experience at Unify this year, but there was so much so many of those bands that were playing with so much backing track that when Carnival came on board and every sound they made was them. Was yeah. Them, yeah. You really saw like just the craftsmanship in what they yeah, and how they run their show and just the sheer power that their music has. Yeah. 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 They, they were just head and shoulders above everyone else and that yep okay that's like, definitely I just, worth yeah. i just bathed in that in their huge sound it was just i couldn't get enough it was so good um and then obviously uh you know we went along to uh the, the amity afflictions heaven and hell oh the show, festival yeah and and then you know i well i've seen crossfaith twice this year yeah and and you know one once at unify and then once at at heaven and hell and both times they were just some of the most fun moments I've had this year. Yeah, yeah. You can't not have fun. But that's the a, energy they output is just off the scale. People who had seen CrossFaith had told me that you're never going to have a bad time. No, and you can't. I, I missed them at Unified because I was doing interviews, but I remember 
coming up for the last song and seeing how intense the pit yeah, was, yeah, yeah. and then to see that firsthand at Heaven and Hell, yeah, 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 like they're one of those bands that are always going to deliver yeah. an impressive the third show. Or fourth time I've seen them, yeah, like... they've been here a few times. Yeah. And, you know, they said they're coming back soon, so hopefully, you know, Huge. we see that. Huge, uh, and the third. Uh, I think probably has to go to Wither at Big Sound for me. Like, <laughs> like I was, it was just so aggressive and so like it really. I, I was sober. Yeah, I was standing right next to the speaker. I did, like that's. I just felt like that was the only way to experience that set. There's a video circulating somewhere. I think maybe it's in my Instagram stories. I'm gonna try and find it and put it online again. Like yeah. you had the biggest smile on your face, yeah. and everyone's like, "Pricey, come away from the speaker!" And you're I was like, like, "No, nah, nah just." putting your ear up to it and just watching these guys. Yeah. I remember like... This... Someone also got a photo of me with like full stank face on as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, I think there's this, there's this thing called metal awe, right? Yes. So when you're watching a band and you're just like That's captivated. it. I felt that. That's you on that metal night. Awe? Yeah. yeah. I felt it on that night for sure. Yeah. All right. Um, th- there's only one band I can talk about from the year for my personal oh, experience. Wow. Like, th- there's a few there, but yeah. like, this is the one that I go back to, cat. and like, uh, the the entire year I've thought about this moment and everything in the lead up to it. What happened at the show? What happened after the show? Nothing's bested it. Nothing has bested the moment that I saw Beartooth do their very first headline tour of Australia. Of Sold out show at the Trifford in Brisbane. Crowd surfed twice. I lost my absolute shit screaming like to I Have a Problem, a song that got me through a really rough time a few years back. And I seriously can't fault that show. Thornhill played and opened. Wind Waker Boys did like an incredible set with those guys as well. Like it was just, that to me was the perfect gig. There was no issues. There was nothing like sort of that I walked away going, oh, they could have done that differently. And then to, to run into Caleb Shomo at Crowbar afterwards and, and have a moment. Be able to tell him yeah, like, what like, it means to you. We, yeah. we, we did an interview and it was a great interview, but then for me to go up afterwards and go, you know, I hate doing it. I, I think there's a lot of people out there who would feel the same way, but you kind of want to just go tell a band or member that you appreciate them, that kind of thing. And yeah. You don't want to be that person. I told him who I was. He's like, oh, Brownie, the guy I did the interview with. And that sunk like with me as like, one yeah. of the greatest moments of that whole that he entire saga. Yeah, so all of that was great. We did a shot together. We spoke about the tour. We spoke about golf, everything like that. That's all coming. Does he play golf? It. He's a mad golfer, actually. Wow. Yeah. So um, that, to me, was the greatest musical moment live in Australia that I got the opportunity to see. Yeah. Hands down. Nice. That's a really nice thing, man. It's, it was good. Cool. Yeah, especially, I mean, you know, you spent a lot of this year collecting... The vinyl the variants, variants, yeah. Of, finally of, got a full collection. That <laughs> took of, forever, but cost a lot of money. But yeah, it's so, it's good to be part of like something involving this band that that means so much to mm. me and a whole lot of other people who feel the same way as well. I met friends at that show who I had known online through like Twitter and Instagram, who we've now become mates. Like shout out to Maddie, um, because of that band and what they do, and yeah. like you 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 find yourself drawn to these bands and these groups and these fans and all that that's cool and sort of it opens up more than just listening to these songs and going to these shows and meeting these people you become part of something mm. and i think that's such a beautiful thing that this heavy music scene has the ability to do that i don't feel i've felt with any other genre any other, before yeah, yeah. Or, or scene or crew exactly yeah yeah. yeah yeah that kind of thing so like you know i think the, the heavy music group community mm. squad goals whatever it is like we're all there we're is all a, a bunch shared, of good people yeah, yeah there, there is a shared um respect and a shared you know interest and in, in that sort of stuff and 
I think if you get it, you get it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know? it was real. I felt like 2019 was a real year for being inclusive. Yeah, the inclusiveness yeah. and, the, and the, the community, yeah. Just talking to people who you, you know, hadn't met before or, you know, had sort of heard of that kind of thing and realising you're a good egg, you know, mm. that kind of thing. And Speaking of that, and, and I, you know, I say this with no ego uh, as well, but like, you know, the... the the time we've spent this year doing like Crowyoke and I've been DJing at Crowbar and, and, you know, I, you know, I turn up to work every day and, you know, I do this thing where, you know, I put together the faction radio and, um, you know, and talk about heavy music all the time. We do this podcast and all that sort of stuff. You know, we, we get into it every week. We just, we get into it. We do it. It's our job. It, it's beautifully as well. It's our interest and our passion. Yeah. Um, but not a lot, not a lot of time is given, and not a lot of thought in my mind, at least. Maybe it is with you. I don't know. But like, in like, what impact that's having on other people, or what people think of what we do, and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So like, more more recently, like being pulled up at Crowbar and all that sort of stuff, and people like I was like drunk as hell, like at Crowbar, uh, and you know. Just, People just kept coming up to me. I didn't. I didn't expect it or invite it or anything like that. But recently, like they kept coming, like, "Thank you so much for what you do." And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, no worries." I, yeah, yeah. Thank you. I, yeah, I didn't really think about it as being anything that's like offering a service. Offer, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and so like that's been a big sort of moment for me recently. Where you're I like, no, yeah. And you're like, damn, okay. I was just doing this because I think it's rad to do and exactly, spreading the word yeah. and all that sort of stuff. I never. Really thought of it as like, um, oh, out there doing this for the You're people. You're changing you know? the world. Yeah, no, yeah. hell no. Like, yeah, yeah. This is like great fun, and I love exposing people yeah. to new music and that sort of stuff. But like, and you never got gave it, it that thought. Yeah, you nailed it right there. Like what what we get to do between the faction, between Wall of Sound, between you know every publication and every service who's out there, you know, supporting these bands is we're giving these bands a platform. Which at the end of the day, it's always about the bands. Like mm. if if you can talk about a band and have someone discover that band because of you putting them in the spotlight, and then that person becomes a fan of that band for life, then you know you you've done something and made that connection for that person, and people will remember that. So like. When people talk to us at shows or at Kroyoki mm. or at festivals or whatever, and they tell us about bands to check out, and we check them out, and then we like them, then you have to pass them on to yeah. other people. Not keep it a secret, but like tell more people about them. Yeah, you kind of send the elevator back down, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love that. And that's the thing that I, I, what I love about like the heavy music scene and the community is, is we're always looking out for not only each other, picking each other off shows and making sure everyone's having a good time, that mm. kind of thing, but you're also spruiking things that make you feel good. And hopefully, you know, if someone else is going through what you've been through, then they can discover the outlet or the band or song or video that helped you get through that moment. Mm. And then that sort of, you know, sets them up with, getting through that themselves. It kind of pays it forward. Passing it on yeah. from, from generation to generation, from metal fan to metal fan, whatever it is. Like, genre-wise, it can be anything. And it's just such a really beautiful thing. And I feel like 2019 has been... It feels like the... the Big year for that. Yeah, yeah, it feels like it's been the, the, the most, like cohesive big supporting year for mm. heavy music especially australian in music Australia, yeah, yeah definitely so like 
what a way to sort of wrap up the, yeah. you know, this. Like well, that let's there. look forward a little bit yeah. into, into 2020. Like, what do we already know is coming? Yeah, well, Angels and Airways for me is like the, yeah. the game changer. Like, it's hard to sort of get an idea of what you're really looking forward to, but I'm really looking forward to an Angels and Airwaves album and a tour. Mm. I'm really looking forward to Polaris's album. Like, yep. there is so much in that first initial Quarter, couple of yeah. months that we, yeah. we are going to see that's going to really set us up for what 2020 has to offer and it's a new decade like yeah new rules new, new everything's all changing essentially like it might not change that much but like we're setting ourselves up for the next 10 years and and if this is the way that we're going to kick Kicking it all it off, off yeah like i'm stoked with, for the future and what's yeah. coming yeah i mean you know like just last week we saw you know uh the used you know, give us their first taste of like uh, what's coming in 2020. And... A team up I never saw happening. Jason Butler and the U's. Like, if if that's an indication of what's coming, we're we're really like stepping things up a notch. Yeah, and who knows what other collaborations are on that album? That's you know, it. like you might just get your. You know, maybe there's a Blink One Eight Two and and the U's collab would, on there. Would like, be would, ideal. Would like, you ma- would you just lose it if that happened? <laughs> It's, it's like combining two of your favourite cheeses together and, like, <laughs> putting a cracker in between it all, that kind of thing. But, like, you know, for you, Rage Against the Machine are oh, back together. Like, oh, there's an opportunity stop it, stop it, stop it. where we could have a new song from them. Like We could have, yeah. A tour, you know, tour. The, the fake one got stop announced. It, but, like, you know, it. It, it's, it's a don't very... Get, don't get my hopes up, man. It's going to be a very big year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, just brace yourself Carnival, for what's ahead. Yeah. You've got an album they said. Yep. 12 Foot Ninja have a record coming. Cog have a record the coming. The Veronicas have an album do they? coming. They do. Wow, They've been working on it go. for a while, but that's definitely coming. And okay. you know, judging by everything that's happened with Good Things Festival and the massive hype, you know, yeah. we're going to see a resurgence. Hopefully we see them take a bit of that inspiration from what they've learned from those festivals and then mm. this scene and, and chuck a bit more screaming in there. That I know Jess sick. wants to. So it'd be collaborations great, maybe. Which would be amazing. How dope would it be to get incredible. some... You know, Veronica's featurings. Yeah. It, 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 like, the, the world is our oyster. And How much would you lose it if there was a Veronica's featuring Caleb Shomo? <laughs> Just, you know, wrap me up in tinfoil and bury me. <laughs> that, that's, that right there is like perfection down to a T. Well. So, yeah, look, it, it's, it's been a great year. It's been awesome being a part of, you know, having you listening to this and, and, and seeing us at shows and getting involved in all of that pricing. It's been an absolute pleasure sitting across from you each and every week we do this and admiring your beard and wondering oh. when you're going to become a real man and grow a bigger one. So, you oh, know, wow. it's, it's, a, it's a pleasure, man. Like, uh, not to get all wake fest right now, but, yeah, let's do that. It's yeah. the last one for the year, so stop On your it. brownie, thank you so much for contributing. Uh, you know, I... Honestly, man, from episode one, it's been really nice to, like, just the banter. Yeah. The it's like been sitting great. in your parents' basement, like, when you're 14, talking with mates, and but there's a podcast to go with yeah, it, and it's all of, coherent. Inst- inst- <laughs> instead of a bong and, and, oh, man, can you imagine what a band with, you know, like... Yeah, that, that <laughs> kind of stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, all right, so... 2019 has been a great year. Thank you so much for coming along on the ride. We really appreciate it. And we will see you at Unify 2020. Um, 
We're going to be doing Unified TV. We're going to be out and about in the crowd. If you do catch us, come say good day. You know, tell us we're dickheads. If, if Pricey's got the company credit card, he might shout you a beer. But like, <laughs> <laughs> not to throw you under the bus or anything like that. Jeez. But mate, it's it's going to be a good year. And rate. like, it, like between you and I and and everyone that's listening, I, I can't wait to see what twenty twenty has to offer. So let's wrap up the Matter of Faction podcast for twenty nineteen, and uh, see you next year. Bye. You've been listening to the Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie.